want to be a martyr. No, I. I want to live. That is good. For believing what you do, we confer upon you a rare gift these days. A martyr's death. The cross commands you. The blood of the martyrs commands you. I wrote them down in my diary so that I wouldn't have to remember. Alright, we are diving back into Diocletian. I warned you that we might do that. And, well, you were warned. It's happening. Dun, 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 dun. It's happening. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, reminder, just in case you didn't listen before, uh, Diocletian is the worst of the worst of Christian persecution. He is hes the top of the heap for all the bad stuff you read about in books and seeing movies and things like that. Now, remember our reasons. He thought Christianity was novel, and he didn't like that. He thought it had alien origins, meaning it was outside of a Roman religion. Therefore, it would cause disunity, and it was untrusted. He thought it would bring moral corruption, which I think is the most hysterical one, because there was no actual proof of that. It was just something he thought was a good idea. And because ultimately it was in opposition to long-standing religious tradition. Meaning it's new, it's unusual, I don't like it. So, basically Diocletian is history's first recorded you darn kids get off my lawn in public office. Now if you remember, he had a long, long hit list. I mean, literally thousands of people. Because this is an empire-wide persecution. Now, why are we coming back to it? Because, I, I mean, I can't cover all of them. I can't. I, I can't. And I would encourage you, actually. Once again, this is not this is not thrown in here for salaciousness. I mean, I know I joke and I had Cameron on to make sure we didn't get too gory. But, I mean, I'm kidding about that. Because at the end of the day, there's going to be some, some ugh, included in all this. And the reason there's going to be some of that is because there has to be. <clears throat> Excuse me. It, it can't be avoided. So why do we care? Why do we want to talk about this stuff? I mean, is this really the uh, is this really the topic of polite dinner conversation? And the answer is no. But it should be the topic of polite Christian conversation because at the end of the day, the strength of the believer, the hatred of the world is not new and it hasn't gone away. We might like to think we're less barbaric than they are. We're not. We might like to think our current culture is more civilized and enlightened than that. I got news for you. It isn't. So we need to see how God strengthened his people. We need to see the blessings that the Holy Spirit poured out so that we can be encouraged to know that whatever we might face in this world, we can stand firm as we stand in Christ. So with that, I have, I have a, 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 two stories. One is a two-for-one special. <clears throat> and we have some quotes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mentioned that Diocletian did a good job of going after the uh, the muckety mucks of the church. We have two of those today. So, Vincent was a deacon in Tarragona, Spain. This is two R's, so I'm assuming you have to roll it. So, Tarragona, Spain. He is the deacon there. And what's interesting is he was actually arrested with his pastor, with the overseer of the church. For reasons we don't know, the overseer was banished while Vincent was executed. Well, attempted to be executed, and we're going to cover that in a second. Now, this is also one of those interesting little things. Why? I don't know. Maybe the overseer 
uh, had money. Maybe he knew a guy. Maybe somebody else outside the prison bribed somebody. I have no earthly idea. There are valid reasons. There are invalid reasons. There are good reasons. There are ugly reasons. Maybe the overseer recanted. I don't know. What you need to know is, as you live your Christian life, which one are you? Who are you before the world in Christ? So, what happened to to old Vinny here? Well, first they tied him to the rack. And by the way, just so you don't get mixed up, um, the rack is not like what you see in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. I mean, yeah, they shackle you down, but when they twist that wheel, they are actually pulling the chains attached to your wrists above your head away from the chains attached to your feet. And they're pulling them in opposite directions. Now, if you have a strong enough lever and your pulley system is strong enough, and these were, what that would do is actually separate joints. So your wrist, your hand would separate, the bones in your hand would separate from the bones in your arm. The bones in your lower arm would separate from the bones in your upper arm at the elbow. The shoulder is very easy to dislocate. Actually, when you pick your arms above your head, your shoulder is out of socket to begin with. It would be nothing to tear those ligaments. The same thing would also be happening at the ankle, at the knee, at the hip, and depending on how many times you torqued it, at various places along the spine. It was not unusual for people to die on the rack. Now, Vinny didn't. So, for his trouble, they took hooks. I mean, like little fishing hooks. I mean, like big fishing hooks. Like stuff you'd go catch, you know, a sea monster with. And they pulled them through the loose places where the joints used to be. So imagine, like, the elbow, the shoulder, the knees, where the joints used to hold the bones together. Now they don't. Well, there's still skin there as it is stretched and relaxed. So they would just put the hooks through, and then they would pick him up and put him down, and pick him up and put him down. He didn't die from that either. So they stuck him on a spiked grate and lit a fire. They basically cooked him on a spiked grill. That didn't kill him either. Oh my goodness, I don't know what this dude was made out of. So they stuck him in prison and forgot about him. But of course, they didn't just stick him in a regular old cell. They had fun with it. They covered the floor of his cell with shards of flint and broken glass. Because, you know, that was probably wonderful, considering he's now bleeding and can't walk hardly. And it, uh. January 22nd in 304 is when Vincent died in prison. Why? Because he was a Christian. And because he would not deny his Lord. And he held firm throughout all of that because God strengthened him. That's horrible to think about when you think about the earthly tortures. But it is amazing to think about when you think that there were numerous Christians walking that same path, singing psalms, praising God, calling out to him for salvation, and knowing that they were being strengthened day by day. Now, here's the other one. It's a two-for-one special on this one. Timothy, not the one from the Bible. It's 300 years later, give or take. Well, 200, actually. Uh, He was a deacon in Mauritania. He was what was known as a reader, meaning he kept 
the scrolls, the codexes, however they held the scriptures. It wasn't unusual by 300 that most of Paul's letters would have traveled around in, in book form in unison. You were already starting to see numerous copies of the four Gospels held as a single codex, as well as still having scrolls of letters and, and various other intra-church uh, communications. Well, he was arrested. They found out he was a reader, which means he's the keeper of the books of the church. Well, this is good news if you're the Roman executioners, because if we can crush the books, we can get rid of the teaching and maybe the theology and get rid of this little church we've got going on here. So he was ordered to hand over the scriptures. You know, where'd you hide them? This, you ready for this quote? You want to talk about an understanding of love of God above everything else? If I had children, I would sooner turn them over to you to be sacrificed than I would the word of God. That's a woe. The other reason it's a woe is Timothy had been married when he was arrested for a grand total of three weeks. He'd been married for three weeks when they arrested him and his wife. So the governor did not like this answer. He thought that was a little bit um, a little bit uh, spunky. So he had Timothy's eyes put out with a hot iron and told him, well, what good will your books be to you now? Timothy doesn't break. Since he doesn't break, the governor is incensed. He is hanged by his feet with a weight tied around his neck and gagged. Now, I don't know if that's supposed to stretch his neck and break it slowly so that he dies. If that's supposed to strangle him, I have no earthly idea. The best part, I mean, if you're a sadistic Roman torturer, is that when Timothy wouldn't break and recant, which is at this point what they're really going for, they, don't, they could kill him at any point. They don't want to. They want to break him first. Since he won't, they bring his newlywed wife, Mara, in and try to convince her, after having her witness his tortures, that she needs to convince him to recant. <clears throat> so, she does, because, I mean, look, seriously, she's been married less than three weeks, 20 days exactly. And she's seeing her husband uh, tormented and tortured in this way. They reach the point where it's like, you know what, just, just recant. Nobody will, nobody will be mad at you. You ready for Timothy's response? when they give him a chance to answer and recant after Mara's pleading? Truly after you left the house, you have conspired with the devil. Are you not aware, O wretched woman, of what you are advising? Instead, you should die together with me for Christ and live unto eternity. Dude! I mean, that's like right there with Job saying, you speak as one of the foolish women speak to his wife. You conspired with the devil, you wretched woman? Good Lord. Ah. <sighs> Well, when they brought Mora back in before the governor, this was her response. Oh, tyrant, place me beside my most God-loving husband, because we are both Christians and choose to die for Christ. He convinced her rather than her convincing him. Which, by the way, is the way it's supposed to go, Christian. Your strength, your obedience to Christ is supposed to win out because Christ wins in the end. By the way, they were, her request was granted. They were crucified together dying as they had hoped to live in service to God. Again, Christian, this is the strength that we are given. This is the power that the Holy Spirit gives to his people to endure, to stand firm. Christian, be serious. Know your scriptures. Have a prayer life. 
be part of a community that loves God above this world because when the end comes, whether that is peaceful and comfortable in your bed after 80, 90 plus years, or whether it is at the hands of the enemies of God, you want it to come with a clean heart and a clear mind knowing that you are living, have lived, and will dwell with God in eternity. Until we meet again, read your Bible. It'll do you good.